our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Your Village podcast, Parenting Beyond Discipline. Your Village is the most comprehensive site for evidence-based parenting classes available on demand at yourvillageonline.com. Our 50-plus classes give parents the foundation, steps, and tools for creating strong, healthy relationships with their children, resulting in responsible, cooperative, happy, and successful children and families. My goal is to help parents support their children in finding and reaching their own unique potential. The podcast is a place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your village founder and your host, Erin Royer. So if you weren't aware, this just happens to be National Sleep Week. So I wanted to share some statistics on sleep, how much we should be getting and how much we're actually getting. First, according to the CDC, more than one in three American adults are not getting enough sleep. Getting less than the recommended hours of sleep puts us at risk for obesity, diabetes, high blood pressure, stroke, mental distress, coronary heart disease, and early death. Yikes. When it comes to kids, according to the Sleep Foundation's new recommended sleep guidelines from 2015 and the reports of actual sleep kids are getting from sleepforkids.org, most babies and kids are averaging in the recommended range, but on the lower end. So we'd like to see it more towards the middle since these are averages, because it means there are still quite a few kids out there who are falling under the recommendations. For infants from three to 11 months, they should be getting 12 to 15 hours. Now they're averaging 12.7 hours, not too bad. We'd like to see that more around 13 and a half. Toddlers age one to three should be getting 11 to 14 hours and are averaging 11.7 hours. Preschoolers ages 3 to 5 should average 10 to 13 but are only getting 10.4. They're barely falling into that cusp. And school-aged children first through fifth grades get 8.9 hours which is almost within the recommended 9 to 11 hours. So as you can see as kids age they're starting to fall lower and lower on the averages and then starting to fall under and when we get to the teens who are recommended to get 8 to 10 hours of sleep they're averaging 7.7 that's for 13 and 14 year olds and 7.1 for 15 to 17 year olds. So now they've fallen way under. So now by the teens they've really slipped under the recommendation. So this week, I'm going to talk about how to make sure our kids are getting enough sleep. I'll talk about how much sleep kids need and how to choose an appropriate bedtime to allow for enough sleep, including how to deal with time changes for those who live in places that switch the clocks, which is now coming up this weekend. So let's start with the morning routine to figure out the wake up time. 
Then we'll move backwards from there. So let's say you have to drop your child off at school by 7.45. Factor in all the pieces of the morning routine, dressing, breakfast, brushing teeth, the drive to school, and the walk-up drop-off, and then add five to 10 minutes for padding for any unforeseen issues. You can't find a shoe, last run to the potty, oh, I forgot my library book, I wanted the green plate, not the yellow one. You get the idea. So let's say you figure out that that means you need to wake up your child by 10 to seven. Now you will count backwards to find the time they need to be asleep. This is not bedtime, this is a sleep time. So if your child is four and needs 10 to 13 hours, and those extra hours are usually accounted for by nap. So my oldest stopped napping literally the day he turned three. He just didn't need those extra hours. He's a high energy kid who doesn't need a lot of sleep, so he fell closer to the 10 hours. My twin boy Chandler was always my best sleeper. Slept through the night before anyone else, well, by age anyway. He was sleeping through the night around two and a half to three months old. And he needed that 12 to 13 hours a day when he was four. So let's assume the four-year-old in this example needs around 12 hours of sleep and takes a nap for one and a half hours. That means he will need 10 and a half hours at night, which also means he will need to be asleep by 8.20. Now, some kids fall asleep in five minutes, others in 20 to 30. So add that in and subtract again. So this means a bedtime meaning in bed, not starting to get ready, but in bed sometime between 7.45 and 8.15, depending on how long he takes to fall asleep. Then factor in your bedtime routine. The bedtime routine should be around 15 to 20 minutes tops. Getting dressed, brushing teeth, reading a book and or singing a song. The last five minutes also should always be done in the bedroom to help the child calm down and prepare for sleep. Now, obviously, if you consider bath time part of the bedtime routine and you do it nightly, then that would add more to the bedtime routine and more than 15 to 20 minutes total. Now, you may decide that different kids can have different wake-up times if one takes longer to eat or get dressed. We have to do this. Our two younger kids take longer to get dressed, and our daughter takes longer to get dressed and to eat, so we have to wake her up first by about 10 minutes. And of course, we have it easiest with our oldest because he's always up and dressed way before he needs to be. But the point is, you can give your kids different wake-up times and treat them according to their own idiosyncrasies. And actually, you should. So let's talk about the time change coming up and how to deal with that. So this time, we're moving forward. Everyone's favorite. And by favorite, I mean least favorite. So if we don't start getting our kids ready earlier, Okay, so if we don't start preparing our kids earlier, those first few mornings back at school could be a bit challenging, not to mention the evenings when they're overtired and cranky. So for younger kids, around six and under, I always strongly recommend that parents start three days ahead. So starting tonight or the Thursday before the time change, you would put your child to bed 15 minutes earlier each night so that they can slowly transition over the four days. So this would be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday would be the last night and it works out perfectly because they're now in bed one hour earlier for school the following day. For older kids, you can make the transition less if you want to. So 20 minutes earlier, three nights in a row or 30 minutes, two nights in a row. A lot of this depends on your child too. Some kids adjust easily or do okay with a little less sleep for a couple of days until they adjust and others do not. So you can just decide what works best for each of your kids and plan accordingly. My younger ones will do best with this full transition. 
the older one will actually be just fine with no transition at all. It'll take him that first day and that night he'll go to bed an hour earlier and adjust very easily. That first day we may have to wake him up and so that night he'll be tired and ready to go to bed that hour earlier and he'll adjust very easily. Now it's time for our break and when we come back, I will be discussing bedtime struggles and morning routines to make both of those go smoother to allow more time for our kids to sleep. But first, a word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by By Heart. By Heart is an infant nutrition company whose mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, By Heart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Our blend includes the most abundant protein found in breast milk, alpha-lac, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum, along with broken down, partially hydrolyzed proteins. By Heart is an easy to digest formula. In addition to its patented protein blend, our formula includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey to casein ratio, like in early breast milk, which is tailor-made for a newborn's digestive system. By Heart is the only US-made infant formula to use organic, grass-fed whole milk, not skim. Curious about By Heart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with the code parenting for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Okay, so what if bedtimes are a struggle and getting kids to bed is a regular evening battle and then it pushes bedtimes? Well, there are two parts to this answer. First, the bedtime struggles are a behavioral issue, not related to the sleep itself, so you will need to get a better handle on the behavior. And I cover some of this in the class on toddler sleep on the website. I cover setting up solid bedtime routines, as well as the issue of repetitive getting out of bed and several different ways of handling that common problem. So if you have issues with bedtime routines or repetitive escapes from bed, even if your child is older than a toddler, you can see that class on the website at yourvillageonline.com under the Development and Health tab at the top. If you are having issues just getting bedtime to move forward, whether it's getting to the bedroom, getting changed, brushed teeth, fooling around, playing in general procrastination and pushback, then the discipline classes would be most helpful. Things like one, two, three magic for kids under four, choices, focus on the positive, and if needed, things like consequences or the class on power struggles, and making sure to steer clear of the pitfalls and our little genius tactics, the things our kids try to do to weasel their way out of our attempts to corral their behavior so that the techniques can be used most effectively rather than backfiring. So you can check out the discipline tools on the site if you're struggling with those types of behaviors. So the first part of dealing with bedtime struggles is to make a plan and get them under control. But in the meantime, you need to build in extra time as you work to switch things around. Now, how long should you expect this process to take? Well, the getting out of bed issue, depending on how it's been handled in the past 
and if and how much the behavior has been rewarded could take a solid two weeks to get into better habits. But bedtime behaviors, once you have the tools and have them down well and know how to use them effectively, should take three to five nights to get into better habits. After these problems are resolved, bedtimes will no longer need to be padded to account for these struggles. Another thing I want to touch on is morning routines and how to make sure those go as smooth as possible. Because if morning routines go smoothly, it means less padding in the morning to make sure that everything gets done, which equates to more sleep, not just for the kids, but for the parents as well. First and foremost, have a routine. Have a specified order for each task. In our house, we work our way from the bedrooms to the kitchen and then out the door. So get dressed, brush teeth, Kids eat breakfast while one of us puts their lunches in their backpacks. Then they put their shoes and socks on, their backpack, and out the door. Do as much as you can the night before. For us, this means packing backpacks with library books, homework, or any projects or permission slips that are due, as well as packing lunches. For some kids who really struggle to get up, it may mean choosing clothes and laying them out the night before, including socks and shoes. So it saves a few minutes and could save a mad search for a matching shoe and socks at the last minute. Another common morning hassle is when kids don't stay on task or have to be asked a hundred times to do something before they will do it. This is one of those behavioral issues, just like bedtimes, that needs to be addressed. So just like with fixing bedtimes, Learning and using positive discipline tools effectively will fix this issue. But one common pattern in many families is that when kids do this, the parent starts asking earlier and earlier for compliance for a task that may not need to be completed for 10 or 15 minutes. This actually ends up working against the goal because the kids know they don't need their shoes on for 10 more minutes, so they just ignore it. It teaches the kids to ignore the parent's request until two minutes before it's time to go and the parent gets really angry, bellows that it's time to put on the shoes. This is the signal that the children actually listen to, that it's time to put on their shoes. They wait till the parent gets angry and frustrated. So this is really a bad pattern that gets created. So have your routine, know what time kids really need to be at the table for breakfast or have their shoes on. And two minutes before, rather than yelling across the room, go over to the child, wherever they are, touch him or her on the shoulder, look him or her in the eye and say, breakfast will be ready in two minutes. You will need to be sitting at the table in two minutes. Finish what you are doing so you can be there on time. Then when it is time, you can call them over for breakfast. Now, depending how bad the pattern has gotten, you may need to stand over them for these first two to three days you're working to change this pattern to let them know you mean business. And this is the new way you're going to be interacting in the mornings now. That you will lay down an expectation, you expect them to follow through. So if you are standing right there, you can keep them on task of getting dressed or brushing teeth or getting shoes or whatever. After a few days of this, you should be able to back off and just give the request. Breakfast is in two minutes, please be at the table. For some families that have created really bad habits, it may take five days of some real diligence, but after that investment in fixing the issue, it does pay out and it is well worth it. Now, people do fall back into bad patterns from time to time. So if you see this happening, if they see the kids starting to push back or fool around and then you find yourself repeating yourself, then just go back to going up to your child and giving the reminder, touching them, looking them in the eye and staying nearby if needed. 
You should only have to do that for a day or two to get everyone right back on track. It's just a gentle reminder about the way you expect things to go in your house and they come right back to their better habits quickly. Another tip for making mornings go smoother is I recommend no screen time rule in the mornings. I've worked with some families where the TV or tablet or games or whatever is the big distraction, where they're trying to get their kids to do something and they've got their face buried in a tablet game or into a television show. So just make a rule that they need to remain turned off during the morning routine. It also can become a problem where some kids will actually wake up early and not get enough sleep just so that they can watch TV or play games. So just be aware of these patterns so that you can adjust if necessary. Now, like I've mentioned, our oldest is one of those kids who is always up early, refreshed and ready to go and gets dressed first thing. He is almost always ready 10 or more minutes earlier than he actually needs to be. So what he likes to do is go outside and play handball when he's waiting for everyone else to finish getting ready. But if it's a rainy day and he's all ready to go, sometimes we will let him play a game on the tablet for a few minutes while he waits for everyone else. That means with his backpack and his shoes, he is literally ready to get up and walk out the door. Next week, I'll be choosing some of the questions that have come in from parents and answering those. I will give some specific steps to parents who are struggling with some specific power struggles and also some issues with aggression at school and at home. If you have a parenting question you'd like answered, you can send an email to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.